There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Welcome to Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut chaining podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm the boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. My uh, my favorite part of the show is now that Colt does uh, the videos for us and he puts a little piece of what we're doing before the cameras start rolling. Yeah. And then you, and then you see us like go... Hey, hey, everybody. Yeah. Just like yeah. g- gather the emotions. Uh-huh. There uh-huh. you go. Muster up the courage to live another day and another moment. You here know? we are. We're here. Uh, Corinne, take it away. Well, With the K- I-, I can't. How, yeah. how, how detailed can I get? I mean, uh, it- just vague with... Uh, no no identity it's just you know i did it again guys i did it again <laughs> Oops. she did it remember remember chad if you sing it off key it doesn't count as a song that was the, that's the rule i'm saying the words i'm not because i did i did it again um i i he I, played with her heart got yeah, lost in the, the yeah, game i neglected the i neglected my needs and put somebody on a pedestal and pretended not to see what was actually happening and here we are Sitting in front of a hundred and fifty pound cake that costs one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, it's not it actually one hundred and fifty. It's it's, it's, it's heavy very now, heavy. Yeah. It's not one hundred and fifty pounds. It does. I would say the weight of three babies. Yeah, uh, and I've held two at a time once, and so I would I stand by the three. Sixty pounds. I yeah, mean, it's it's heavy enough. Yeah, um, I purchased this cake yesterday for somebody that I was seeing, and then um, it, it, you know it was one of those reliving a pattern, cutting an old wound. I'm not dating a person. I'm dating like I'm 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 going I'm going. 
la 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 everything's great right but hey guys guess what it wasn't and i gotta face the music um so <laughs> literally it's guitar <laughs> we're just uh i came in crying and mike and corinne were like you know what that cake's still in your trunk and i said yeah and they're like let's go get it and we'll eat it on camera and i said that's better than me driving to a dumpster in and 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 Dumping it off. Yeah, now it's a prop. Now we can write it off. Now you can write it off. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, there's so many silver linings, right? So yeah, and we don't. We thought we had forks in the studio. And we, we actually don't. don't. But I saw this Instagram thing where cool ladies go like this, and that's how they eat cake. It's also so I, what sad ladies do. I said we could do that too. Corinne, like, Corinne's I, getting a whole candle in the cup. I went. <laughs> I went in a little hard on that. Oh, I'll fit. I mean, it's not like I don't have to clean this up myself, so <laughs> it's fine. Now that, ooh, this part looks good. Have you ever bought a guy cake and then the night goes so awry that no one eats it because you're like, we got to cut the happy birthday because shit went down. I and am. then you're like, you really have to face yourself <laughs> and you have to go, Christina, I am doing this to myself. Where's your personal responsibility, girl? You get on these mics and call people dumb bitches all day. And uh, you're, really, behold, you're really calling yourself a dumb bitch. Lo yeah. and behold, guys, when I yell at you, I'm yelling at me. Okay, please know that when I'm fucking mad at you for doing some stupid shit and going, how? Why didn't this work out? And I'm like, you dumb bitch. I'm yelling at me. Okay. And now I'm eating cake for me. And mm, that's good. How and is all it? the dumb it's good. Bitches. It's really good, but I can't seem to. We'll get some for you, Mike. Don't worry. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know how to make this cup. I went in deep. Um, So that's what's happening, guys. Well, yeah, to put it into perspective, uh, Christina said there were two things wrong today. She told me the first thing, and I said, what's the second thing? And she said exactly what you would have expected. And then I said, oh, so-and-so fucked you (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and I said, yes, he and then, did. And then I said, yeah. <laughs> yes. like I, when your friend, no, no. when your friend can guess exactly what the problem is, <laughs> you're really running from the truth, huh? Um, it's it's more. Um, I was lying to myself, and I, I I have no choice but to not lie to myself anymore because you find yourself in such precarious positions. You go, mm. fool me eight times. Yeah, I, that's on me. Yeah, you know, I can't blame you because I have to take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is a really good cake. Yeah, hundred fifty bucks for this cake. It is quite good. Cakes are expensive. It's like six inches thick. Mm. It's very thick. Yeah. Wow, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at it though, and it just it has a lot of like it has a lot of middle to it. We should do a cake fart video and get recoup the money from the budget. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wait, what was Dr. Lee talking about? <laughs> cake farts. Uh, no, like swoosh, swoosh. What is the oh, thing? Yes, swooshing, That's swooshing. Where you like to put your genitals on the cake? Next week's episode. Wait, yeah. how much would you guys pay me to swoosh? I'm not gonna do it, but just curious. I'm asking the internet. Ask the internet. The, the, I don't the people know. People out there. Okay, well. Yeah, that seems valuable because you have to cover the cost of the cake, so it has to be. You know, I right. would say a, I'm at least two fifty. Yeah, I mean, don't go to Billy's Bakery for the cake. You're gonna put your dick on mm. yeah, right. buy that shit at that's Costco. a carvel yeah buy that shit at costco you know what i mean what are you doing carvel that would feel nice it'd be so cold yeah all right and then mm. in a uh, typical guys be fucked fashion let's move on <laughs> to this email mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take it away all right uh the subject line um this is a good one for me should i fuck my dad oh. <laughs> it's just funny to say it's a good one for me and then go into a topic that everyone goes what? <gasps> all right so 
When I was two years old, my mom got with my stepdad. And growing up, I always heard from friends and family that my dad was, quote, hot. Back then, I used to find it gross and weird. He is 37 and I am 23. I never call him dad just by his first name. But when referring to him, I call him dad because that's the role he's played in my life. Okay. My parents were on and off my entire life, but recently decided to get married. Uh, I can say that my bond with my stepdad is way closer than the one I have with my mom. Every time they fought, I was on my dad's side about things only because they always made me choose sides. And to me, he was never wrong. Seems like because you had a crush on him. Um, Yeah, maybe because you wanted to fuck him. I go to him um, to talk about everything. I could never hug my mom when I was sad because to her, that's a sign of weakness. Every time I had anxiety attacks, I would call my dad. We could talk for hours about different topics and neither of us can do that with my mom. Well, then why they get married? Um, When I was becoming a teenager, my stepdad started showing signs that he was sexually attracted to me. Red flag. That's fucked up. That's hebophile. Yeah. Like I would bring boys over and he was fine with it. Well, that doesn't mean he's sexually attracted to you. Or he would cover for me when I would sneak out. That also doesn't mean he's sexually yeah, attracted to you. That doesn't check out. Yeah, wow. it means he's trying to be like your friend. He once put his hand on my thigh. Okay, that's, that means he's sexually that's attracted a problem. To you. Yeah. And started moving upward. And although uh-huh. I didn't want him to stop, and I don't think he wanted to stop, I pushed his hand away because I was unsure what was going on and needed a second to process if my father was trying to finger me and why I was okay with it happening. Is this your father or your stepfather? Step, this is stepdad. Stepfather. So when yeah. you say father, we really mean Stepfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never talked about that situation because at times I'm ashamed that I think of my dad while fucking. Just call him your stepdad. When I ma- masturbate, I watch stepdad fucking daughter I porn, and I am dating a guy everyone says looks just like my stepdad. Uh, I mean, lots of people do that, even when it's their biological father who didn't try to finger them. Um, so I you're fine. I didn't choose the guy I'm dating because of his looks. It actually took me a really long time to date him because I needed an emotional connection. Uh, that's just who I am when I date. I mean, dating implies connection. Yeah, I mean, well, she, you probably have a trouble connecting because you were, it seems like you were abused by your stepdad. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, my dad ended up in the hospital and for a second, we all thought we were going to lose him. The thought of me never seeing him again made me cry so much and now wondering if I should fuck him because that's something I've always wanted to do for the past decade. That's a weird jump. And I know he's still interested in me too because a week before his accident, he messaged me saying we should meet up and it was midnight. I don't know if it's weird or okay that I feel like my stepdad is my soulmate in a way. This feels like a weird movie, but at the same time, I never want him to leave my mom for me, his stepdaughter or anything, but I am sexually attracted to this man and I think it's because of our longtime bond. I so badly want to explore this opportunity, but I don't know if I'm in the wrong. Please let me know all your thoughts. Don't. Don't fuck your stepdad. Yeah, don't. God, th- I'm so glad we have cake. Don't fuck your stepdad. <laughs> don't fuck your stepdad. Uh, okay, you're, what? You're 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 not. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm gonna say you're actually not in the wrong because that you're you're basically like being abused and manipulated, manipulated by someone who yeah. should be an authority, a protective authority figure in your life. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Obviously, the age gap is is pretty um, slim, and so that's a weird situation yeah. to be in. Um, your mom should have also protected you in ways that she didn't. Mm-hmm, I mean, she mm-hmm. basically let like a, a a dude that is in within fucking age into your home. And I mean, it blows my mind every time because it's like you're literally letting just a strange guy live with your daughter and yeah it's, i don't know it freaks me out feels I, like odds are uh you're safer not letting that happen statistically things go uh, awry a lot in situations like that that being said you should 
there's he you're something wrong like the the reason that you can't like connect while dating you're thinking of your stepdad while masturbating like you just need to go to therapy is what's yeah. happening and you absolutely need to not uh fuck your stepdad don't fuck your I stepdad i cannot reiterate this enough and i know but like sometimes the more we say it the more taboo it feels and the more you want to do it this is a hard no. Yeah, this no, is no, gonna no. fuck you up in your head once you do it more than we. I can even explain to you in yeah, words. You're, it's very important that you don't. And this guy should be ashamed of himself for taking advantage of you or attempting to take advantage of you in these ways. Yeah, you're in the midst of a dance with this man, and you can bow out of the dance. And the dance is really manipulative and really emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. And you're falling for the emotional abuse. And sometimes falling for emotional abuse in the moment <laughs> feels so fucking good. Because maybe you got an old wound that you're like, this is familiar. Don't fuck your stepdad. Yeah. Just t- use, uh, make today a really exciting day where you go, you know what? I'm going to no longer sexually fantasize about my stepfather and understand that that's inappropriate. And even though I might have conflicting feelings about it, that's okay. Ambiguity is a thing. You can, you can be comfortable with it. You're capable of it. Yeah. Don't fuck your stepdad. Yeah, you really need not to. And you need to. And also, I'm going to go a step further and say stop dating people that look like your stepdad because yeah, it's like that's not doing you you're any favors. You're okaying the pattern. Like, yeah. And it's, it needs to stop. Also, you're hotter than your stepdad. <laughs> is that your stepdad or is yeah. that your boyfriend? Well, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem right there. Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't think this stuff actually happened in real life. I thought this was all like porn. The porn hub. is a category that's most frequented for a reason. Yeah, it's it's the only porn you can find. I feel like these I mean days, you can find other porn, but, but <laughs> Michael, <laughs> well, now we know what you watch. I can't, uh, get, I can't even get out of this hole. I, it's the only Why thing. Why am I being buried hub... by stepdad and stepdaughter porn? <laughs> it's the only thing Pornhub serves me. I'm such like... a victim of Pornhub searches. Oh my god. Well, I mean, if it's only the only thing it serves you, it's the, I think it's the only thing you're ordering so they say looks like he wants this again yep <laughs> <laughs> looks like we were right the regular mr coscarelli <laughs> yeah i just I'll have the huge <laughs> i just didn't think it happened in real life like i didn't think people actually well well listen know. we've got this is the first time i think Everything we've gotten an email that, ha- that was this direct about it yeah. and I, I, do, say. I do appreciate it yeah and you know scenarios in porn like I get that we're like, yeah, sexual fantasies, blah blah blah. But there's also like they're inspired by something. They it because it happened. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. around the world. Yeah, and c- we'll continue to do so. No one's that good of an artist, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everyone, you know, uh, comedians are amazing. We all hand in a screenplay, and then someone reads it and they go, "Oh, you mean exactly your life?" And then we go, "Yeah, that's what we oh, did there." Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> what an observation! That's huh? actually exactly what we did there. Someone's reading. Yeah. So. um, so don't fuck your stepdad. You're on the receiving end of an abusive dance with him. That's okay. But what's going to happen is you're going to back up at, on out of that. Yeah. And uh, you're going to consider not seeing this man again because he's abusive. And, um, you know, at least for yourself, cut him out. Yeah. And it's also like, how is your mom missing all of this? Or is she like, I feel like choosing not... to miss all of this? Yeah, I feel like she's doing the la la la. But I'm guessing. I'm truly guessing and probably projecting. And unfortunately, you have to be the adult in this situation and set a boundary and be like, yo, this is not appropriate. You know, this is inappropriate. Like, yeah. stop. And no, and don't respond to his text when he texts you late at night. Like, don't sit near him. him. Just don't do any of these things anymore. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, not. Yeah. No one's coming to save you, girl. You got to do it. And I know that's tough, but you can do it. Yeah. I think it's like so, it's probably something like like, uh, you know, just getting attention in any way to a certain extent feels good good i suppose it does and so that's kind of what you're leaning into Mm -hmm. um and i I don't know where your biological dad is or what your relationship was that was with him but it seems like that's kind of you know missing 
Um, so yeah. this is like your it's like your, it's like you're reading it the the wrong way now. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just I I cannot I just can't say it enough times. Don't fuck your stepdad. Don't fuck your stepdad. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty straight now. Today's episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Quince. I love Quince. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I love this website. I'm on it right now. They have suitcases. They have things for babies and kids. They have men. They have women. They have home. I love a home section. Oh my God. And the products are gorgeous. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, okay? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, because I do have tops that are silk and I do wash them and then they disintegrate, but not on Quince. Okay, the best part of all, all items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Okay, I love, I have this beautiful hunter green purse from Quince that I love and use every day. Their bags are gorgeous. Indulge in affordable luxury. Just go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, we talk a lot about therapy on this show. So, you know, we are big therapy advocates, whether it's like a a small question uh, about something that's going on in your relationship or a big question like, should I move across the country to take this job? Sometimes it just helps to have someone not invested in the outcome, i.e. not friends or family or your intimate partner invested in the outcome to talk it through. It also takes the burden off a lot of other people in your life and, you know, reminds them that you love them just for being them, not because you are their free therapist. It's a great thing to learn coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it kind of just makes you the best version of yourself. Like, we are all given a version of ourselves. Why not make it the best version it can be? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because remember, therapy is like dating. If you don't like therapy, it really might mean that you don't like your therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash guys today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash guys betterhelp.com slash guys there's plenty to celebrate in march and national craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Come see us live! Oh, shit. Guys, September. Saturday, September 10th. Yes. Atlanta, Georgia. We are going to be performing at Center Stage. Corinne and I, guys who fucked... It's going to be uh, an incredible theater, show. Babies. We're doing theaters. We're testing the market with theaters. And so buy tickets now so that we can go on a tour. Um, Saturday, September 10th, Atlanta, center stage. Um, ticket links, if they're not up yet, they will be very soon. And as but soon as save they're up, the we'll date. blast them. But save that date. Put in your calendar. Make sure you put your money aside. You know, sell your sell your Bitcoin or whatever. It's going down anyway. Going to be a big event. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, if you want to follow my individual, oh, just a fucking ride, huh? The Voices in Our Heads episodes is my solo podcast that's just on Patreon. Dot com slash Christina Hutchinson. And twice a month at least, I do group therapy. And uh, boy, it helps me maybe more than it helps you. Uh, so... Whatever, guys, we gotta help each other because life's real lonely out there, and uh, you gotta be bold about pursuing happiness. But at least we have cake. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Let there be cake. Uh, your your glasses are fogging up. I love this. It's just very hot in here. It's not even that hot. I feel, <laughs> but I, I wrote a bike. I think here he's today. thinking about oh. stepmother porn. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I'm Honest, thinking about stepmother. Wow, porn. that was a quick yes. Oh, I was right. Ew. Uh, and if you want to read, w- learn about the news, which is important. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we keep it as light as humanly possible, and and roast it, and roast politicians, and look into things that they've done, and then see how they're hypocrites. Uh, tune into Without a Country. That's every Saturday on YouTube. It's me and Shane Smith. Uh, yeah, there's also podcast version, but I'm just trying to you know push you towards the YouTube. It's uh, youtubecom podcast, I think. Um, you got it. Yeah, you know, you know how to find us. It's fun. And then also head over to the Guys We Fucked YouTube while you're already on YouTube. You're gonna go to oh. YouTube.com/slash/GuysWeFucked without then, the U and fucked. What are you gonna do? We get there? and you're gonna watch our special day, which oh. is our free full-length comedy special uh it's half hour sets by christina and myself Mm -hmm. it's uh audience participation games it's really it's just a fun good special and you're gonna enjoy it and um thanks for all the people who have been leaving comments yeah i really appreciate it you know a lot of people calling us out and being like yeah i was i was bullied into leaving a comment here i go you could leave that part out but (laughs) wow yeah you know if you're gonna say that shut the fuck up you know what i mean Yeah, because I was for, and I go okay. I go all right. Well, I mean, I thought we were, you know, kind of like I had your back, you had mine. Right, but, right. You know, whatever. Yeah, we're we're trying to get a message across. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to keep us in the top comedy charts. And, and you also want to follow us, which is like follow. upper right hand corner, the three dots. You could click follow. This is free stuff that does a lot for the show. Um, I know uh, someone was complaining that like, oh, I've been a subscriber to Luminary now. All I do is hear about Apple. Yes, that's yeah, because Apple Luminary has a channel on Apple. They're yeah, they work together now. So that's why we say Apple. Stop because yelling at us. Luminary and Apple made a financial they, business deal they together. Ru- they bumped their clits together and they're like, let's make togetherness. Yeah, we didn't turn our backs on Luminary in any way. And in fact, we love Luminary. Yeah. And if you want to if you uh, really want to get honest, follow get a, us on or yeah, get a Luminary subscription and yeah, hear our shit shows twice a month. Yes, it's luminary.link slash GWF, and that's how you get episodes a week early you get ad free episodes and you get 20 bonus episodes a year which uh-huh. are really fun yeah. things yeah the bonus episodes are really good because we read emails and then we get real personal yeah woo I um how are you no you don't have to ask that okay you just, <laughs> she, I know you just want to go into it so go into it <laughs> ISO. Get Christina. Give the Christina the ball. 
Uh, I, 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 well, I, I'm, I'm at a point where, and the only thing I want to say, cause I, I have so much, my life is, my life's not a mess. I'm, I'm, I'm handling it, but, uh, woo. I've been thinking a lot about what the fuck is good about America. Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like we are in an abusive, emotionally abusive relationship with the government of America. And, and it's really to the point where we can't like, I'm going out, I'm hanging out with friends and seeing people and all the conversations are about this. And I and I go, it's such an abusive, manipulative, disgusting attitude to be patriotic in a country that won't like the gun control shit and the children dying and the fact that it's not a problem in other countries is so insane to me because I do believe that most people here are good, but the bad ones are running things. That's where things. we differ, yeah. But- I think the bad ones are running things and how, what do you do when a politician comes on the camera and goes, this table is yellow and you go, motherfucker, it's blue. And he goes, no, it's not, it's yellow. How do you go, what do you go from there? Yes, you vote. But what the fuck else do you do? Well, the problem You're is being cap- it's capitalism. And, and I, I would argue that uh, if mostly anyone else got in a position where the NRA was handing them one, two, three million dollars, they would also care a lot less about kids getting shot in schools. And that's my honest opinion. Yeah, I mean, it has to be that that it has to be what's actually floating through the minds of these people because nothing's getting done. And it's we're all sitting back going, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? This country is so fucking racist and so sexist and so gun happy because no one has a fucking sense of self and no one has self-respect. And everyone's too fucking lazy to dive into their pain and look it in the fucking eye. So you get guns and you take fucking pictures with your blonde kids with all the guns on your deck. You're fucking pathetic, okay? Face the music and actually try to reach for some personal power because that's going to make you not cling to a fucking gun. We're so like there's so much mental illness and there's so much pain. And the underlying factors of it is lack of self-love. That's that's it. it. As simple as that sounds, that's what's at the root of all of this shit. And we have these societal bullshit standards for everything. And we just then more people are getting killed by the cop and we're just going, oh, that sucks. And then kids are getting shot. We're like, oh, that sucks. I watched a movie on the plane uh, coming back um, from this weekend. It was called The Fallout. It was about it was maybe a couple years ago. It came out with Maddie Ziegler, who's the dancer for Sia. Oh, she uh, was I'm familiar it. with Maddie Ziegler's work. I yeah. love teen shows. I love her. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Sa- that sounded creepy, but I just yeah. like, you know, I'm are big, you this girl's stepdad? No, Ooh. I'm a big Jojo Siwa <laughs> fan. You guys. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's dope. Um, um, but so this movie that I was watching on the plane uh, a couple days ago, uh, it was 96 minutes, which was great. I was like, this is perfect. Uh, and then it was about a school shooting at the top of the film. Mm. A school shooting happens and these two girls bond over it because they were both in the bathroom and you hear the bullets and you're like, oh, my Christ. And the whole movie is about them dealing with the fact that adults aren't really fucking helping them. And they're like, well, we don't know what to do. We're fucking drowning. And at the end of the movie, um, the... I, it's, I think it's no not Maddie um, General uh, fuck who's the other girl not Maddie Ziegler but the other girl Ortiz she was so fucking phenomenal Jenna Ortiz from Scream no 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 she's a young chick she, she's yeah, maybe she's, like she's young she's maybe like 19 maybe yeah I, I mean Jenna Ortiz is young um, she was absolutely Ortega incredible. sorry it's Ortega Orte- okay she was Jenna Ortega well wait what's the name of the movie The Fallout that was her that's her I see the picture yeah so Jenna Ortega is from Scream yeah oh she is okay she was absolutely phenomenal, as was Maddie. Anyway, the movie ends with she's finally figuring out after numbing herself with alcohol and booze at as 16 years old. She finally goes back to school and she gets a fucking news alert on her phone from CNN that says, breaking news, 
10 kids shot at a school in Ohio or whatever the fuck. And the movie ends with the sound of her having a, a panic attack. And it's so fucked. And you're like, damn, dude, we, it, it feels so wild to live here when that keeps happening. And then the, the way that you, you get into a car accident and the first thing you think of or you break your leg or you have an injury. In America, the first thing you think of is the fucking bill. You don't think of that you're gonna get help. We don't, we're not getting any help for stuff. And it's really frustrating. And I don't know, I don't know where to channel it other than to talk about it, but uh, my God. Um, and so today's interview, I don't know if you have anything to add because you do the new show. So you're more, you face this stuff more than I do. It's hard. I can't, I can't, I well, can't look at it. It makes me too, I, I feel. But that's part of it. And so, so part of the answer to your question, why aren't we doing anything is because we're all individually overwhelmed. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think this is necessarily even an American thing. Um, I'm actually pretty like, even though Amer I agree America does a lot of shitty things, I'm actually still would rather live here than anybody else. And I've spent a long time thinking and talking about that. But um, uh, yeah, the reason why So we're all individually overwhelmed And so we just don't have any bandwidth left for other people And I mean, yeah. this is like This is a, another There's a, so many reasons why I don't want to have kids But that's another reason yeah, Is because man. when everyone has ki kids And this is nothing against moms and dads You know I love my mom and dad more than most people I would say um, And but like when you start your own family, you get this like kind of like animalistic protection over them and you really stop seeing the rest of the world as much. So it's like I need to save my bandwidth for like the rest of humanity. And it's like if it seems like I'm distant from people, that's like on purpose. Like I, I keep distant from people so that I can be more helpful to groups yeah. than one on one because it's just like that takes a lot of and anyone who's Energy. having like really intense one on one relationships, whether it be a marriage, children, all these things. And yes, it's important to have those relationships and put really uh, amazing people out into the world because so few people are doing that because um, they're like phoning in being a parent, phoning in being a husband, phoning in being a wife. But it's just like we do need to think about like the the greater if we want things to get better, we need to think about the group. And I do want things to get better. And we're not. We're just having more kids. We're just having our own families. We're protecting our own families. We're thinking about our own families. I mean, I think America is two countries that should be separate matched together that we've never agreed on anything there was a war we got together but we didn't change just one side one we didn't the other side didn't change how it feels right, about sure. anything. right and it, and it, and it in, in some respects it got like a turbo jetpack on it in, yeah in fairness though if we split the countries up the the country with the i think the more aggressive version of america would come and kill us don't you think well we won we won once so not necessarily that's true I think good, a that's a good point I think I mean I, I think a lot of like they actually would love to like isolate and just be like their own like uh, like country yeah and if we if we left them alone but also and also we're a bunch of states and like the states kind of act as separate oh countries and it's they exhausting. have their own legislation and like you literally use right. cross state lines things are different you, you can't you don't have access to the same things I mean yeah, it's, and, it's yeah. all it's all it's all fucked up. But I mean, and it's, and it's, being, it's, all, it's, pervasive. it's all back to money. Every, yeah. I know. It goes back yeah. to money yeah. and individual yes. and privately owned power. So like when yeah. you think of like, remember when like all the um the the electricity shortages shortages in Texas, like basically anything you when you boils it down goes to making money and privately owned sectors and like that's where yeah. America differs from other places because they don't they don't you have as make much privately owned shit and that's why a lot of people move here you can fucking make bank mm -hmm. you can make a lot of money and you can't do the but I'm like what's the fucking point of making a lot of money when you're treated with no goddamn dignity what the fuck what the fuck is the point
I get holding your head down and I, money can make your life way a lot easier and a lot more helpful and it can invite amazing experiences into your life. But at what fucking price? Like what? What? How? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the NRA. I mean the NRA, as you saw online, like they they banned when Trump was speaking. They banned guns from him speaking. They yeah. know the danger of guns. They're not stupid. They know that. They know. That I know. And it's guns so, kill people. They yeah. can say people kill people, guns don't kill people, but guns kill people. But peop- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they, they know. Yeah. They know that. They know that. I hate this bullshit. We're gonna pretend. It's the thing I said earlier. We're gonna pretend that the table's yellow when it's fucking blue. That makes me I, I, makes me want to explode. It makes the blood in my veins uh, uh, catch on fire. And I'm not even anti-gun. I mean, I just think that me. No, I, me either. I think that you maybe should just not not be able to be 18 and and get a an AR-15. Correct. I, I don't think that's a crazy ask. It's not a crazy ask at all. <laughs> an assault rifle banning an assault rifle. I don't think that's why crazy. you need that weapon for war. You stupid fucks. Like what the fuck? And you can't argue any other way. And if you are, you need to take a good hard look at yourself and ask yourself, what the fuck am I so afraid of? Anyway. Um, there's good people though in the world and we need to amplify their voices and today's interview is uh, doing just that. Oh no, sorry, because I, I, I read this thing on AR-15s, also a misconception. AR-15, the AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. No. Oh. It starts, it's 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 Armalite, which is the, 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 the name of it. Yeah. yeah. But, I just, but isn't it considered an assault rifle? Is that not true? Um, no, I, I believe not because that's what okay. I was looking it up. Yeah. Uh, it well, is, I, I don't know much about it. It's, it's a gun for, used for Killing a fuck ton of people. Though. Yeah, it's, yes. a, it's a weapon of war. Hand without. Yeah. Right. So AR. Yeah. It says. Uh, uh, it says AR fifteen style rifles are not assault weapons. Because this is the problem. Another. So another part of the problem is uh, it's basically people who have no experience with guns. Which I'll. I've shot a gun, but I. I, I put myself in that group. Um. And so most of the people who are anti gun have no experience or knowledge of guns, and then people get really right, mad right, right. because they're like, "You're not talking about it right." And I understand like it is yeah, a yeah. sport, but like also like. Um, I, I was working on a joke about this, but like if, you know, people are kind of having this conversation, like if I was partaking in a sport that was killing hundreds of children a year, maybe you I would just stop find sport. a different sport. Yeah, like hockey or something. Kind of a thing. It's still violent. You well, can still you, get your rocks off with that. The sport is shooting or the sport the is... The sport is shooting. Yeah. Okay. And, and hunting and stuff. And I mean, hunting. And I but mean, you can't hunt, hunt with an AR-15. You right. Well, I mean, and also... Polarize a deer. You're never going <laughs> to win me over with like hunting because then they sure. go, don't you eat meat? And I go, no. Right. End, right, of, right. end of this argument. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> it's the end of this nope. argument. Right. Um, yeah, no, because it's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of backwards. Uh, there's a lot of backwards bullshit legislation. That- but honestly, if you're I, I mean, I think it's like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, like run for office yourself, please, instead of being an Instagram influencer. <laughs> Please, I know you can make more money showing your butt cheeks, but you can don't be surprised. Make, make a better uh, make better with your higher self and the world. If you no, uh, you can make more. You can make ton, a ton of money being a politician. Just take the bribe from the NRA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just make, you can make just as much then. Wait, and that's the problem. What if you take money from the NRA and then don't do what they ask? Then they just stop. go. You know what? I want to get a million dollars for one year. Isn't that enough? But then they're gonna they, they're gonna fuck you. I mean, what, po- are they gonna shoot you? Politics are so. 
political. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just not. I mean, people do yeah, end up dead no all the time. Yeah, but there's no formal contract. But people end also, up dead all the time, Christina. Yeah. You probably will end up dead. I'm not even joking. Oh, my God. They this also world. just, like, they use their lobby to get you I out of office. I hate being double, double Pisces. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not going to uh, make any movement that way. I mean, at the NRA, like, you you can go and let, you see how much money that each people have gotten from the NRA. And it, it's, you know, one, two, three million dollars easily. Oh, my God. Easily. How do you fucking sleep at night? Just fine, I think they do. Yeah, it yeah. does seem like it. Honestly. I, I wish you, I don't wish you well, and I wish you wouldn't sleep well at night. I wish that you could experience the pain that the people affected from these situations are experiencing. Um, speaking of which, we interviewed two incredible women that are taking a system that is so royally fucked, and they're boldly facing it, and they're making headways, and they're making positive change, and they make me feel more sane and have faith in humanity. And it's a nice reminder that if you see a problem, you can bravely go after it and and make it better. Um, I don't know if you know that one in four women in the military get sexually assaulted and soldiers are more likely to be raped by a colleague in uniform than they are to be shot by an enemy. Amy started her career as a department uh, of the army civilian as a victim's advocate and today is the founder of the nonprofit organization Never Alone. Lindsay is the executive director of Combat Sexual Assault, a nonprofit organization that empowers survivors of military sexual trauma by overcoming barriers to obtaining justice. Together, they've started the hashtag Red, White, and Bruised, a campaign to end military abuse of power and sexual and domestic violence. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Amy Frank and Lindsay Knapp. Pizza at Home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. We are here with Lindsay Knapp and Amy Frank. So excited to talk to you both today about uh, a a really ugly issue that's been happening for a really long time. And we're going to dissect it and talk about it and then um, get action steps on what we can do. These types of interviews are are always my favorite because we want to make a change and we want to educate people and inform people. You both um, enlisted in the military. Could you go? We could start with you, Lindsay. Um, when you enlisted, what branch, uh, and then what experiences led you becoming an advocate? Sure. And just to clarify, Amy didn't actually serve. Amy is um, a civilian an, advocate civilian and a advocate. military spouse, yes. and her her, her uh, kids serve. But um, okay. But just for clarity. But anyway, thank you for clarifying. Sure, sure. I, I joined the army in two thousand and five. So I initially I, I went through ROTC at Northern Illinois University, and I kind of I began advocating for survivors of sexual violence there. And my job was to train about twenty thousand incoming freshmen each year on the risks of sexual violence, and then the resources that were available to them. And so I did that from two thousand and one and two thousand through two thousand and five, and then from there. Um, after September 11th, I joined uh, the service, and they promptly sent me overseas. <laughs> but I was I was one of the lucky few. I got to spend my entire career essentially in in Germany. Oh wow, nice, nice. And then from there, so then I, I served in the military, and the military was just the military is is weird. And so I I got out in 2008, and so like one of my first experiences like sexual harassment and sexual assault is when I first got sent overseas. My boss immediately bought me a vibrator because he was like super concerned that, you know, because I had just come out of training and you're not like you you can't have sex or do anything like that during training. But not like having sex is like the first thing I'm thinking about when I arrive at my duty station. But anyway, so he got me a vibrator shaped like like lipstick. So it was like incognito. And so I had Uh he sent me this here. He gave me a vibrator and then was basically like trying to line up my junior enlisted soldiers and be like, all right, which one do you want to sleep with? And so like that out the gate. So like I was an officer, that's fraternization. I can't do that for one, but for two, like I'm not fucking interested in sleeping with my soldiers. Like I, like I'm literally just met them and they, I outrank them and no, I'm not that, that was a, and this is your priority. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that was a huge priority for him. Right. Like he was like, let's do this. And I'm like, uh, let's not, you know, (laughs) well, it's also just a completely inappropriate conversation to have at work. Yeah. In any, in any job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so that's that's basically how service 
went. And, you know, and then there was this other high ranking colonel. And one of the first things he told me when he met me was that I needed to lose like 10 or 15 pounds so that I just looked more military, if you will. And so like in the military, you've got to be a certain height. Your weight matters, right? Like you can't be like, you know, super overweight and this and that. But my weight was well within the standard. You know, I was quote unquote fit to fight. But I gather he just he he didn't maybe find me attractive enough and was like, you know, maybe you should drop 10 or 15 pounds. He was exerting control. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because the military it, is very prevalent. The military knows all about mind games as a tactic for POWs right. and stuff like that. I feel like they're very well versed in shit like that. And then they use those yeah. powers for bad. Yeah, yeah. And so then so then all that kind of stuff went, went on. And I quickly learned that, like, I had to work twice as hard to get half as far. My male counterparts, a lot of them were some, just, I mean, not all of them, but I, some of them were just some complete idiots. And they were just getting promoted ahead of me. And I was just like, how, how does this happen? Like, <laughs> Like and, and and so it was my you know first introduction, if you will, um, into this type of environment and this type of misogyny and this type of whatnot, because um, that's not the kind of household I was raised in. So it, so it, really out the gate, I was kind of maybe naive to the amount of sexual harassment and assault that was occurring in the military. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I I I assumed I was going to be treated equally and that I was going to be um, you know advanced upon, based upon my merits. But mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. that was not, well, that's not what I found. So I, so basically I just, I got out, I finished my initial tour and I was, I, I was like, thanks, but no thanks. But then I went back into the advocacy realm and I started to continue, you know, to still advocate for sexual assault survivors and domestic violence survivors and all that kind of stuff. Cause while in the military, they didn't, when I was in, they didn't have a whole lot of great programs to assist folks. And so kind of like as a token female in the unit, anytime that somebody was sexually assaulted, they would just send them to me. And I would just try to run down resources for them. So before any programs were in place, you were already doing those duties. It, yeah. And doing it overseas, which is adds a whole nother level of complication. Right? How because, many people were coming up to you um, saying like confiding in you about that? So so the folks, they weren't coming to me. They were actually coming to command. So it wasn't um, or they had oh. already gone to law enforcement, if you will. Um, so so then but command didn't know how to handle it. That's that's the the worst part, right? So they would make a report, think that they would be able to like get services of some kind, but command was really just floundering, looking for like the nearest female to be like, all right, just just take 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 care of it, Lindsay. I we don't know what we're doing. And like yeah. they would do stupid stuff like not even like separate parties. So if we had two parties, like let's say it was domestic violence and you know, party A you know, allegedly beat party B then let's say they all lived in the barracks they would just keep them living next door to each other in the barracks i'm like y'all like it's like the strategy the 101 like you have to separate them like well we don't know who's guilty i'm like i don't know who's guilty either but you can't keep them together like mm-hmm. <laughs> um so they just yeah it was yeah, because it seems like, you know, obviously, like the military is kind of like it's almost like uh, the law exists within the military. Like it's they which is, a separate police force. It's, it's similar to like how uh, sexual assault is prevalent on college campuses because there's so much authority within within the structure of, of itself. But it, it's confusing why instead of like going to the root of why the sexual assaults or the domestic violence was happening, they were just sending them over to you. It's like you have. A, a, a bigger control over this issue like, right right yeah it's like exactly. they're putting a, ba- a bandage on it instead of like being like why is this happening so frequently right and and you're exactly right and that's and that's and that was you know in back in 2000 you know five six and seven and and really we're seeing the same thing now because 
after I got out of service, I um, continued to do this type of work. As a vic I was hired as a victim advocate um, for Special Operations Command down at Fort Bragg, and I did that for a number of years. And it was like the same type of thing. I would, but this time now, folks were supposed to be reporting to me, and I was I was the point of contact to give them resources. And so what I found out the gate was, you know, folks would be reporting and they would be saying, okay, Lindsay, I'm being retaliated against. Um, mm. What mm. do I do? And um, I would just take these, take their concerns and I would run it up the chain of command because, you know, I was like, oh, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're taught. You know, that we're supposed to, you know, elevate these issues so that they can be addressed. But, but then that's not what happened. And, you know, so like by way of example, I had this one client. So they... Um, this person was trying to report that, that she had been sexually assaulted and she had been sexually assaulted by somebody that ranked outranked her significantly. And, um, when she made that report, the command, uh, they started to investigate her for adultery. So oh in the God. military, adultery is a crime. However, oh. though, oh. right. Yeah. But, but, but though, but rape however, isn't, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But she wasn't married. So the perpetrator was married. So, so, so does that make sense? So they just like glossed over it all and was like, well, we're going to investigate you for adultery. This was consensual. And so you can't have, first of all, you can't have consensual sex when somebody outranks you that much. This person outranked her mm. considerably, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so, so first of all, it just can't be. But second of all, for them then to go after her for adultery when she's not even married kind of just added further insult to injury. So they started to do that. And is that and, a type of retaliation? Because I was oh, going to yeah. ask you, like, what do we talk when we say retaliation? Like, I want to I want to make sure we have a clear understanding of this, like a smear campaign, uh, you know, of such. But like specifically, like what did bullying? They do? I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's one way is like they're going to turn the trajectory of the investigation on to the victim. And that's one way they do it. Another way that they do it is they'll accuse them of making a false official statement or another way another common way is that they will command refer them to behavioral health and so basically that means they're telling you that you're crazy mm -hmm. and we want to be so able they're to gaslighting get, you to wear right, you down and chip right. away at you so that right. you don't end up actually doing anything or even if you had a couple of drinks and you were assaulted then they send yeah. you to substance abuse oh so you're God. some kind of like raging alcoholic right now. right 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 jesus okay okay and, but it's and interesting that you Go said, ahead. you know, a band-aid because that's what we call it. It's a band-aid on a bullet wound. Mm -hmm, absolutely. They're not addressing and it at all. The military has always, I remember my dad was drafted into the Navy when he was 18 years old. He's in his seventies now. He was drafted when he was 18. Uh, and I always, and my mom met him uh, about eight years later. And so, and I always remember my mom telling me stories about his Navy friends and how perverse they were to her. And I remember her always being really angry that my dad, my dad wasn't like that, but he didn't do anything about it. Uh, but I, I remember that as like a memory about the military is just like they're gross. They're sexually inappropriate. I feel like I knew that since I was a kid. So it's like this thing, this has been happening for a really long time. And we're just now because because Lindsay, there was no advocate. There was no advocacy program where you were until right. you just started getting filter down the complaints and then you're like okay well let's make this official and have protocols we'll see and that's the i had the opposite experience so m my dad went and he's in his 70s too so i was the air force brat so my dad mm. was a mustang he was prior enlisted <laughs> um, my first sexual assault experience was when i was 14 um overseas and my dad was the one who stood up for me Wow. And said she was 14 years old. I don't care yeah. what shorts she had on. I don't care that yeah. she had a Bartles and James peach wine cooler. 
I don't care. Right. right. You right. know, and um, I was doing advocacy work. I'm a child abuse investigator. And my dad actually called me and said, Amy, you know, the military seems to be doing a lot of really good changes. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a military brat. I'm going to go help some service members. Took my first job at Fort Bliss and I expected them to behave like my because dad. you were the ad- yeah oh, right right right, right? you had a good experience with a man in the in the military yeah, yeah. and my best friends dads and my mm-hmm. uncles and all of these great men and women that I grew up with mm-hmm. and when they didn't I was just shocked I remember my first I was looking for my office at Fort Bliss and the service member like looked at me and he was like biting his lips and licking <sighs> his t- mouth and I was disgusted and I just yeah. looked at him I said I'm like, are you, what is wrong with you? What's your problem? Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? I said, I am literally the sexual assault victim advocate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're doing like, this do you to, need, you do you need to go get anyway. some like Carmax? I'm like, do you have chapped lips? Like, what is your problem? Yeah. Right. And not- what, when did that incident happen with the, with your higher up putting his hand down your back and touching your at Like that was, that, that was the worst. So, you know, I got promoted three times and I had this great job in Italy. You know, I was a GS 12, I was a program manager over the entire entire sexual assault program. And it was the spring of 2017 and I'm at this ball. I brought my female Colonel with me, right? I was like, I'm a single woman. I'm gonna bring my female Colonel with me. Somehow we got separated. I went to my boss and I was like, hey, have you seen her? And he acted like he couldn't hear me. So I kind of oh, stood God. beside him and he grabbed me around my waist, pulled me to him and like, like took a whole handful of my, you know, left rear end. And just kind of, and I grabbed his hand. He smirked at me. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll never forget the look on his face. Titled fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it was like, I felt so, I was like, almost <laughs> I was like just 40 years old I was like what mm-hmm. what is just happening in my life right now mm-hmm. like I yeah, you're an upside down land. To, I'm hired to do a job and right. I'll never forget the master sergeant that worked with me god love him he begged me to turn it over for investigation but my son was an e4 you know a uh. lower enlisted soldier for the 173rd Airborne. And he was Mm -hmm. already getting such shit for his mom being the quote, rape lady. Right, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It almost seems like, you know, partaking in these advocacy programs, it puts a target on your back uh, when you're in basically a boys club because you're you're fucking up what they wanna do. Like yeah. they they were able to run amok and do whatever they wanted for all this time. And now you're, there's finally someone uh, making them uh, be held accountable for their actions and they're annoyed by it. Oh, absolutely. Like, how dare a civilian in a skirt right. step up to them? Yeah. And when, when the Navy or the military, rather, is so about respect, they 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 dangle this respect card over like respect for the U.S. military, is such a prestigious, a prestigious institution. And, and but the behavior is so there's way too much disgusting behavior that the good guys aren't doing enough about. I have an email where I wrote a complaint because our civilian chief of staff, it was sexual assault awareness month Mm -hmm. and I was handing out stuff and I was, you know, bringing materials and everything up to the headquarters. He was like, I'm so sick 
of all the sexual assault awareness stuff, I could just shove a teal thong up her ass. Oh, great. Yeah, that's appropriate. You know, and they're like, oh, that's not sexual harassment. I'm like, that, this is exactly me? the environment that we're trying to dismantle. This is exactly and, and let those me, comments. Yeah. And let me just give you an example of retaliation. So my son borrowed my car while I was TDY, which was temporary duty to the Pentagon for mm-hmm. a process improvement forum. So I'm on military orders, passport stamped. So they know I'm in the United States. Mm-hmm. Somebody makes a complaint that the sexual assault program manager is at the barracks screwing soldiers all week they literally open an investigation on me saying that i am having sex with soldiers in the barracks first of all i was a single lady and i could do what i wanted anyways but i wanted to do them all i could have okay (laughs) but i was so angry i told the investigating officer i was like i have a three thousand square foot flat downtown italy do you think i would go to the nasty barracks if i went to one of those nasty grunts anyways Right, for right, sakes. right. Also, but, your job is to investigate sexual assault. No, that's and not harassment. even our job. Our we are only here for support. We don't, we don't, don't even validate reports. Right. Mm, right, we are just here for advocacy and to protect people's rights. Resources. We don't. We're not the judge, jury, and executioner. We are here to make sure that your federal rights are maintained mm-hmm. and that you get services, and that there are no barriers to services. And the the commands are the barriers. And the most insane part about it is they're the ones who decide about our careers. Right. Mm-hmm. So the people that we're having to say, "Ma'am, sir." You're harming this person then they go guess what amy lindsay get the fuck out right yeah so they they don't want to hear it so they dismiss you and they make you move somewhere else and the, the guy who did that to you at the bar your higher up stephen moranian is that his name yeah general moranian yeah Gen- general who- general he's a two-star general correct? he's a two-star now mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of respect uh for that that label well he was a colonel at the time and um in the in the investigation they they said that the only reason that I reported it, and I'll send you the documents, is that because I blew the whistle. But I had made a restrictive report right after the incident. Mm-hmm. And even the colonel that was at the at the ball, it was a ball, it was a form of ball. Mm-hmm. She remembered that I went immediately afterwards and tapped her on the shoulder and said, ma'am, can we leave? Mm-hmm. I said he pinched my ass and she said he grabbed my ass or vice versa. But anyways, I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you were just, I then, mean, the shock of that, the shock of that when you are a victim advocate for people who experience this and then that's what happens. It's just, whew. and then the, and then the inspector general of the department of defense, they released the details of my assault to mm. an unrelated court martial. And then they sent me a letter saying, Sorry, not sorry. And how many pages was that? There was like a 17 page document or something about your case or so it was oh, like yeah. sh- and they and they basically tried to say that they accidentally that they accidentally did it. Created that document and, and, they and disclosed sent it. What? Yeah, yeah they accident they they're they're claiming to accidentally disclose all the details of your case when And that be- was and before they even told me that they unfounded the investigation against Joe Moranian, they had already put it out in the press. And they had related it to my whistleblowing. Ah, got it. Which is interesting. You know, that's that's how you try to undermine an advocate and call them a whistleblower. 
It's just it's so, such bullshit. So what? Ha- so nothing has been done to General Moranian? Well, well so I mean, not nothing. They- he got promoted. Well, yeah, right, right. Nothing negative. Nothing negative. Yeah. No, no disciplinary actions. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing, one of one of his witnesses said that she never left his side, and that it was a beautiful day that day. Right. Everybody else said it was pouring down rain. Well, you can uh, check the weather in Vincennes, Italy, that night. Right. It was raining cats and dogs. There was right. no outdoor function that day. Right. Like yeah, there. So- I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like the master sergeant who begged me to go unrestricted immediately like he remembers it specifically he saw the incident well no he didn't see it but he okay. you know he i told him right after and he was the one like amy please tell like please yeah. tell i was like i can't because of jake because of mm-hmm. my son he mm-hmm. was still in the military like they were already what they call smoking which mm-hmm. they like run them and make them do sit-ups and push-ups until they basically throw up or pass out oh god that's not abusive. Jesus. No. So oh, oh, they do things like they, they, they duct tape them naked to like trees outside. Uh, so, so it's like a frat. Mm-hmm. So they're getting hazed, which which right, actually yeah. I remember my dad. I vividly remember pictures of my dad in a wig and fake tits uh, getting hazed. <laughs> when I was a kid, I discovered them and I was like, Dad, what's going on? And he was like, that's nothing. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing in the Navy? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's not normal behavior. It's weird. It's very fraternal, very fraternal. Um, and so you guys, you guys hear from people who have been sexually assaulted in the military often, right? Like that's that's part of your day to day. Right. What yeah. kinds of cases are we talking? Like, um, I think I I might have told you this in our preliminary call, but there was one episode of Guys We Fucked where we just read the subject line emails from a, a very select uh, chunk of people who have been sexually assaulted, who've been mostly raped, um, just to kind of give an idea of the gravity of how common it is and what people are experiencing. Um, if if you guys don't mind giving us a rundown of like examples of cases that you're that you have had in the past yeah so i so that it's not uncommon so something i i see quite often is like maybe like an e4 being assaulted by an e7 so that's an, two enlisted soldiers um you know maybe a younger enlisted service member is is new to the unit and in the military that what they teach you is like hey right when you get there maybe find somebody that outranks you that's got a job that you hope to have one day and let them kind of be your mentor and they're going to help you know show you around let you know what schools you need to go to in order to kind of like make it there and so then so then what that person will do just that right because they're going to be like okay this person has got my best interest at heart they'll mm-hmm. probably find that person and then it will start that relationship will start that way you know just kind of mentor mentee and then over time the mentor then is just they're they're grooming the mentee they're grooming that lower enlisted soldier until where they eventually isolate them and and then sexually assault them and then um if that lower enlisted tries to report it um that that e7 that higher ranking person is you know is is a quote-unquote good soldier right and nobody's trying to you know hear that you know that this person sexually assaulted anyone anyone so a lot of times they won't even action it so they won't even send it to law enforcement so when a victim makes a report they're supposed to immediately send it to the appropriate law enforcement official but that doesn't even happen so like i've got a case like that right now and so what the service member did is then uh so she didn't give up even though they you know the, the unit told her it was consensual she went downtown to the local jurisdiction and got a civilian protective order so mm. she had a hearing by a judge both her and the perpetrator uh were went to court unrepresented had a hearing after hearing the evidence the judge awarded um her a protective order and checked the box for sexual assault 
So then after that, you know, she requested an, what they call an expedited transfer. So to be moved from that installation to another installation, so she doesn't have to be near her perpetrator at all, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not a huge request. That's a very low bar request. Like we're not right. asking for him to immediately go to jail, which of course we would like. At, out the gate, we're just like, can we just not be on the same installation? Just and distance. So the, <laughs> yeah. Right, and so the command came back and said that, um, no, you can't because the sex was consensual. And and they put all that in writing, and that's and that's what even that's the, even the more bizarre part to me because the military is so you know high and mighty on all their bullshit that they are they will actually put that in writing when I give them as an attorney like hey by the way you know like I'm not just some idiot off the street but it it shouldn't matter my my freaking client is a human i'm giving right. them a protective order that a civilian judge has signed on the basis of sexual assault and yet they come back and say nope that was consensual so at any rate with that case i just kept running it down running it down and appealing those decisions but it i descended all the way up to general milley so i ran this all the way through every single level of command from here to the very very top general milley is the highest ranking officer in the u.s military mm. and i had to get general milley involved to get her off that post to another post. And at the end of the day, it took us 790 days from the date the protective order was issued to the date I got her moved off that post. So Holy for those shit. 790 days, they are just retaliating against her to, to high heaven, right? Like they're trying to command her for her to behavioral health, tell her she's crazy. Um, she had sustained physical injuries as a result of the assault and had to get corrective surgery to fix those. And so, then, and so then so then she's trying to get the military to pay for those, to pay for her medical bills. So she's conjuring up the strength right. to oh. advocate for herself right. in such a ah. such a deep way. And they're just going, fuck you. We don't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I nuts. mean, and, that, and that's the constant norm. Right. I mean, the, the reason that I blew the whistle on that reserve command is because it was a 17-year-old opt-in cadet, meaning her parents signed permission for her to join the military early. Mm. And somebody senior to her violently raped her in the female bathroom. Mm. And then when her two friends, she confided in her two friends in the unit, went to the commander, he then called in the other higher-ranking soldier and asked him about the rapist? The rape. Oh my yeah, he God. called the rapist in and said, hey, bud, did you rape this soldier, Jane oh Doe? God. And of course, he's like, no, nah, man, it was consensual. So then rapist goes and finds 17-year-old, attacks her again, yeah. breaks her arm, and she had to stand in formation next to her rapist. Hmm. Then another assault happens. And they did did the same thing, did another internal investigation. That's how I found out about the 17-year-old. Mm. And then when I went to the two-star general, Miyoko Shanley, who her punishment was retirement, which I find funny because, oh you know, this this uh, Major General Cooley gets, you know, court-martialed for, for kissing somebody. But I have Major General Miyoko Shanley, where I have 17 year olds getting violently raped and broken bones, and she gets to retire. That's her punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it makes benefits, zero bro. sense to me. Yeah. You know, and, and and these types of cases. And then then yet after Vanessa Guillen, we had a case at Fort Campbell. I mean, on the heels of Vanessa Guillen, young African American female gets she's intoxicated gets gang raped 
They unlock her iPhone using her face ID. Oh, Oh my God. So there's evidence of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't go to the hospital to two days later because she's so out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. So then she has her special victims counsel, which is the lawyer for the victim at CID, which is the Army Criminal Investigation Command investigating the rape. And her her toxicology screen comes back and it shows that she has no alcohol in her system. So then they go to charge her for false official statement because she said she was drunk during the assault. And I think, well, hell, I hope to God two days later she's not still damn drunk. Right. So they took a toxicology report two days after well, yeah, because that's when she presented at the hospital. Oh, but oh then, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Then they're it like, makes oh, no she, sense. she lied to us. Well, no, right. she didn't lie. Oh She's God. not drunk still two days later. So then yeah. her lawyer's trying to advocate for her. And they tell her, her and the lawyer that he has to leave because he's the wrong kind of lawyer while they're basically Mirandizing and charging her. Mm. And I'm like, what kind of civil rights wow. violations are these? I mean, if I'm being arrested... I, it doesn't matter if I want a goddamn tax attorney with me. Right, yeah. right, right, but right. But they right. literally threaten the military lawyer, her SBC, that they're going to charge him with obstruction if he doesn't leave. Jesus, they are so hell bent on on on. It's because like the fucking... they're they're siloed. Right. And, and you mentioned it earlier about being like college campuses. It's worse. Mm-hmm. It is like the Catholic Church. They are siloed. They're yeah. in an insulary thing. And the only person in our whole like democracy that can do anything about it is the president. Mm-hmm. The Department of Justice does not have any jurisdiction. The, the president has got to do something. He has got to set up an independent investigation because literally the Department of Defense is giving our legislators the, the quote Heisman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they ask yep, for yep, reports, yep. they're like fully redacted. I mean, mm. we completely are like, call your senators, call your congressmen, you know, vote for military justice reform, but write letters to the president. Our service members are not safe to serve. Right. When I have retired two star generals on my board that made a personal phone call to Major General Donna Martin, who was the commanding general of the Criminal Investigation Command, during that incident of that gang rape, where they charged this, she was barely 21 mm-hmm. for false official statement, and she did nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. My advocacy group always gives the military the opportunity to do the right thing. Yeah. And they get they give us the receipts. I love Rep. Katie Porter because I mean we'll show up with a whiteboard and the receipts. If you guys yeah. are a little bit confused, because right. we got them all. Now, after something like this happens, so after uh, a member of the military is raped and, and, and comes forward, if they wanted to leave, would it be considered dishonorable discharge? Well, it depends. Um, so the military will kind of treat it in a couple of different ways. So like if they are retaliating against you and trying to maybe um, make you think you're crazy, they're going to start to try to kind of build that packet if you will so they're gonna maybe send you to behavioral health or and like quite often after you report a sexual assault you're gonna have like a lot of appointments right like you're gonna have an appointment with your attorney with law enforcement with your medical provider like you're just not going to be at work a lot Mm -hmm. um 
And so if you're not at work a lot, you have to have like appointment slips and all these kinds of things. So then a lot of times what commanders will do is they'll um, make it try to make it look like you're malingering. And so that you're not fit to fight, you're not a good soldier, you're always late, you, you never show up to work. But that's that's kind of, that's what happens after you've been assaulted. And so like if you had like, let's say, jumped out of an airplane, right, and broke your back, they wouldn't do that to you, right? They would understand like, okay, you're going to need surgery, you're going to be out of pocket, you know, I know, you know, maybe you just text me to check in. But if they want you out, they're going to start to build that packet. And then, sure. and then the irony is that so like sometimes what they can do is medically retire you. And that's that's kind of a, not as bad of a thing because then you can get some retirement benefits out the gate out. So I may have a service member who wants to get out, let's say like they, they were assaulted. and They're like, just just forget it. Let me let me get medically discharged. Let me be medically retired. I will yeah. ask for that on their behalf and the military will deny it. But then I'll have another client who wants to stay in. And they're trying mm. to medically retire her. And I'm just like, y'all, you, you know what I'm saying? So they're just yeah. like, sure. nine out of 10 times, or at least for all the clients that I have, right? Like they are not, they are going to do the exact opposite of whatever that client wants. And then like, as Amy was talking about, you know, they, they, they get what they uh, call a special victims council. They get an attorney, right? Who's supposed to be able to advocate for them on the inside. And that person is a service member. But what they don't tell you is that service member, that attorney, their boss is going to be the staff judge advocate for the commanding general. So th so essentially that SVC works for the commanding general. Does that make sense? Right. And, and, so th and then and the commanding low, general they're low on the got, totem pole. Right. right. The commanding general has got um, UCMJ authority over all of these service members. So so there's this huge conflict and so then that attorney who, you know, is in the military, even if they are like a stand-up human, they can't advocate aggressively for their clients because they have to worry about now what kind of retaliation they're going to face. And then even like the victim advocates too, because, you know, I was fired for whistleblowing, for advocating for my service members and Amy was forced out of her position for the same. So others, they see what's happening to Lindsay, to me, to our victims and to others. And they're not really inclined to stand up to command because they see exactly what happens when people like us do so. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. And I really want to make a very, very clear point about male sexual assault in the military because it is very, very rampant. And how male service members are treated once they're sexually assaulted is horrific. Can you give and, me an example? Yeah, I was, I was uh, going to ask statistically, like, how many people, what percentage of women are coming forward to you and how uh, and what uh, percentage of men are coming? Because I assumed male on male assault was also prevalent. It, it's very prevalent. And, and most of the males come um, as a restrictive report, how I, re- I reported because of that fear of retaliation. Mm. Um, and most of the men that are assaulted are um heterosexual males and there a lot of them are very very concerned about sexually transmitted infections and passing those on to their partners and they want to make sure that they don't give that to their spouses or girlfriends and what have you and um the level of retaliation that they face and the increase of suicides for Mm. the men that are sexually assaulted in our military is horrific. Um, I will tell you that I had a male service member. Um, he was actually um, a field grade officer. So he was a high ranking officer and he came forward about his sexual assault. And myself and the chief of behavioral health had to go to the commanding general's office because he was so suicidal that he needed to go to inpatient treatment. Yeah. And his family had already, um, what they say, PCS, like moved back to the States because they were overseas. And they were like, oh, he'll be fine. Just send him to the hotel. We'll get him some treatment on Monday. And it was a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, like, the chief of behavioral health was a major, and it was me. And at this point, like, to me, I would rather go work at Sephora than know that I didn't do enough to save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the major from Chief Bear of Health, he's like, Amy, I, I'll go with you, but I don't know how much I can say because he'll court-martial me. I was like, court I don't care. Just, yeah, they, the service members are afraid to stand up because they will get sure. court-martialed for sure. insubordination. Of can course. I ask, what does court-martial mean? Like, that's just like taking, taken out, like getting arrested? Like military Yeah, it's like arrested? being charged for the crime, okay. just the okay. crime in the military. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. yeah. So when you get and, raped in the military psychological warfare ensues from the military that's pretty safe to say yeah oh absolutely like literally i am standing in front of this two-star general and i'm like sir if you don't find somebody to take this lieutenant colonel to a mental health care facility this weekend i as god is my witness i will help his wife i will go to cnn i will do everything i will expose everybody and suddenly they found two people to drive him. Oh, that's right. nice. But, you know, wow. I had to act like an insane person, like sure. threatening a general. The sure. amount that the U.S. military glorifies itself is very interesting to me. When I learned that, like, the Navy will fund a superhero movie, 
Like they'll fund a, a Marvel movie yeah. that glorifies serving your country, that glorifies this kind of, you know, Captain America bullshit. Uh, but really, it's like they, it's and it's and it, I always like remarked about how like the U.S. military is the best one in the world, the best one in the world. I don't really know, I don't know what does that even mean. The best military, like how, what are those? Like what we have the most amount of tanks? Like I, yeah, well, they're, it, it's like giving yourself I mean, a title. It's like if I, we said we're the best podcast in the world, we just I mean, give you know. it to our, you just <laughs> give, give yeah, yourself yeah. a title. Pat, they're patting themselves on the back. Yeah. Yeah, there's this. I, I have this great. It's not a great story. It's a. It's a. It's a very uh, poignant story. So you know, on those same lines, I was sitting in a sexual assault review board, and so in the military, like every month, everybody's supposed to get together and brief the commanding general on the status of the cases. Uh, you know, not by name, but just like let let them know like if they're receiving services and all that kinds of stuff. So we're sitting in this meeting. And at this particular meeting, all the units are preparing for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, which is in April, right? And each unit is going around the room talking about what they're going to be doing. And so I'm at 18th Airborne Corps in Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg is the largest military installation in the world. And these generals are the most, most powerful generals in the entire world at this table right now. And so the 18th Airborne Corps Commanding General, three stars, uh, Lieutenant, or Lieutenant General Cameron, he's sitting there and everybody's going around the room. And the 101st, commanding general pipes in and says, you know what, um, we're, you know what I think we're going to do? We're going to have the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders on post as part of our <laughs> sexual assault awareness activities. But because we're concerned about sexual assault awareness in our unit, we're going to ask them to wear yoga pants instead of their skirts. And so they are so full of themselves that they believe wow. that somehow having cheerleaders on post is a preventative measure for sexual assault. So oh, after boy. everybody in the room goes around and Fucking tells what idiots. they're doing, right, the general of camera asks, I call it the cheap seats, which is where we were sitting, you know, asks us in the cheap seats, like if we have any opinion on that. And so I just get up and I ask the 101st commanding general, I was like, hey, do you think that creates any barriers to reporting? You know, right. do you think your service members are just really super excited to report after you're parading around a bunch of cheerleaders in for your sexual assault awareness activities? And so then, you know, they obviously are taken very aback that anyone would question them to begin with. And they start fumbling through the CID. The lead investigator for CID says that this is a, a better conversation that should be had offline. So they mm. think I'm embarrassing the general. And then the 82nd commanding general chimes in and says that he should be getting combat or hazard pay for being a part of this conversation. Now, oh, this pisses, this pisses oh. me off because fucking hazard pay is something our service members get when they're downrange and they're being fired at from the enemy. So you're trying right. to equate having a conversation about sexual assault in the military to being mm. shot at downrange when my brothers oh. and sisters and friends are literally fucking dying overseas and my other service members here are being fucking raped. You can go to hell there, sir. Yeah, so what any a rate, pathetic man. What right, a pathetic and so man. that is their idea, right? So they think sexual assault awareness is somehow parading a bunch of cheerleaders around. And then when they get called on the carpet about it and somebody's like, just ask the question. All I asked is if it created barriers to reporting. But let me ask you if they still had the cheerleaders on. Oh, they sure did. Oh, right? absolutely. So, they are did. you fucking kidding me? Oh, of course uh, they did. Uh, uh, or, <laughs> were they in yoga pants? Were they in yoga pants? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I would have put, a, there, I but, put yeah. a, um, a dildo in my pants um, and wore the tightest <laughs> yoga pants I possibly could. And be like, do you see all the crevices? Do you like that? Thank you. Or, or they want us to bake cu cupcakes and put teal oh, icing on them. Oh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not your yeah. room mother. Like, I've, I've already had my children. I was the, I was the room mother for kindergarten. Like, putting 
icing on a cupcake is not going to make somebody not rape somebody. Right. Like, well, you got to be kidding me. Put people. that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that should be your slogan. The, well, the thing is to me, I mean, the, this whole time I'm listening to these stories, it seems like it's it's quite obvious that any of the uh, sexual assault programs that the military is putting into effect are merely for appearances. And like uh, most people don't really give a shit. It's which is not which is not exclusive to the military. Believe me, there's, uh, you yeah. know, talent agencies uh, mm-hmm. who have put t- together similar oh programs or, yeah. you know, wearing, you know, a, a button on your lapel to the, the Oscars. Too, yeah. That means absolutely jack shit. And we all know it. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, are there things what are things that people, I guess, outside of the structure of the military can do? Because it seems like that's where the power really needs to come from, because you Calm. are so trapped when you're on the inside. Well, you know, one of the, the things that really like just infuriates me to this day. Um, Lindsay put written testimony and I testified in front of the Senate Armed Services Committee. And literally while I was watching before they started, they kind of were giving Senator Gillibrand, they were kind of little girling her a little bit, you know, kind of patronizing her. And at one time, uh, Senator Tillis from, I believe he's from North Carolina, he said, well, you know, you know, sexual assault's everywhere. You know, it's not that different in the military as it is in college campuses. And I said, Senator Tillis, with all due respect, do not compare my service members to individuals on college campuses. Because Morgan Robinson, when she was raped, gang raped and drug out of a tent with a covering on her head and raped by 10 SF guys, she couldn't just leave. She couldn't call her mother to come pick her up. She was I mean, you can't call your yeah. mom and say, "Mom, yeah. come pick me up from college. I've been raped." Well, yeah. Also, on college campuses, different. you don't have you don't have just like an array of uh, weapons. Yeah. at your disposal. Right. Yeah, you're surrounded right. by guns and bombs and tanks <laughs> and knives. Well, and 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 they, and they can't just leave. And the other thing is, the, our military members do not have the same civil protections. If they speak right. out. They can be court-martialed. I mean, we right. saw that when they, they throw, threw Stu Scheller in the brig, when he spoke out about how poorly they, you know, in his opinion, left Afghanistan. You know, he gave sure. his opinion and they threw him in the brig. When right. we tried to advocate for Tae who sat in the brig after she had a breakdown after reporting her sexual assault, they put a gag order on her and her family. Wow. wow the Marines wow, wow. did that. You know? that's it's mind numbing I mean it's mind numbing and it's and it's and it's crazy making in that it, this, this type of attitude this is what an abusive uh partner does who hits you and beats you down and isolates you this is what the military is doing um and, and they're certainly um cushioning people doing this for sure like because there's not there's no fucking accountability so what would Zero it take accountability what, will yeah. there ever be a, do you have hope for ever having accountability because uh, a boys club where they run they call the shots seems like a very dire uh environment uh, a very depressing environment um and how how can these pathetic men be stopped yeah and that's and that's 
you know, part of what we're trying to do here, right? We're try- we need to start building the bench, right? Like we're in the minority. We need to build that. Yeah. And so we're building momentum with the social media campaign, you know, the hashtag red, white, and bruised. And it's yep. really kind of like similar to the Me Too movement. So what we're trying to get folks to do is either post their own personal experience with military sexual assault or even just voice their support for this campaign because your story can be very, very personal. And that may not be something you're ready to share yet. Yeah. You know, to really to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and then also to contact their legislators, right? We've got a full list of demands on our website, redwhiteandbruised.org, um, but we need some legislation passed to really help put some better teeth into this. So Senator Gillibrand had tried to get a bunch of legislation passed along with Congresswoman Jackie Speer in this last National Defense Authorization Act, and it got gutted pretty heavily. Mm. So... We're, we're trying to, 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 you know, breathe some life back into that, into those great pieces of legislation so that way we, we can revamp how sexual violence cases are investigated, um, how a congressional investigation can occur. And then we're also calling for some resignations, right? So like, who know, do we want we, to resign? Yeah. We want, and what have they done? Um, well, so like General Garrett, uh, for example, the force com commanding general. So, um, we, we met with, we met with him on this issue. Um, Jackie Spear met with him on, on our behalf and implored him to meet with us to address these issues. And so he, which he, he ended up doing at some point and he met with us and I'm telling him these, this story about, you know, general a camera, right. And the Tennessee Titans. And I'm telling him all these other kinds of stories. Like, okay, I've got client a client B client C, you know, all of these folks need assistance. Now they're being actively retaliated against for reporting. Mm. And his response to me is Lindsay, we're not going to get anywhere with this kind of attitude. And I said, I said to him, I said, what, what attitude? What do you and and the conversation trails and then his the sergeant major of the army sergeant major of the army Grinston was with them and he digs in further and it's like well Lindsay you could re- you could really just you know pull out any ones or twosie cases you know we're in Fayetteville North Carolina he's like if I went down to the Fayetteville Police Department do you think you'd find issues with them and I was like what are you talking about I'm like I'm talking to you I'm not right. talking to the Fayetteville Police Department right now I will address my concerns with Fayetteville. These are my problems with the military that I'm addressing with you, the sergeant major right. of the Army. And we're also calling um, for the chief of staff of the Army, General McConville, to, to be. Because removed. he's been notified. He has been right. notified. We have receipts. He, he has been notified of this obstruction of justice. You know, General Garrett has been in charge of all of the major investigations the Fort Hood investigation, the Special Forces investigation, and the Reserve investigation. And all of those investigations are highly redacted. Um, Mm. The cover-ups are insane. The obstruction of justice, the lack of accountability, the fact that, again, I will go back to the Air Force General Cooley is getting court-martialed for kissing somebody, and we have people running sex trafficking rings, not reporting sexual assaults, um, covering them up, people not being held accountable. Retirement is not a punishment. No, it's not because you get the benefit. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. And we have be people's children that are dying. We right. have soldiers taking their own lives. Nicole yeah. Burnham took her own life. Morgan Robinson, Kaylee Harris, um, Brandon Caserta. Lavina Johnson's case is I can't even remember how many years old that that young lady was overseas. She was raped. She was beaten. She was shot. Her genitals were cut on cut out and she was set on fire and they still will have ruled that a suicide. Woo! 
Yeah, I know. People always Woo! cut their own genitals out before suicide. Uh-huh. I mean, it, uh-huh, well, uh-huh. It, it just even seems from from like from a heartless, uh, heartless uh, uh, logistical standpoint, it seems like the army would or the military would want to do something about this because it seems like a lot of uh, time and energy is being put into covering these things up that should be put on, you know, defending the country. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you real quick. Yeah, it is a recruitment issue. Mm-hmm. We spend millions of dollars on recruitment. All those commercials right. during the no NFL, to join all that, that is recruitment because we yeah. have an all-volunteer force, right? Yes. So if all the mothers and fathers knew that your sons and daughters mm. had a higher chance of being raped sure. and retaliated against and then, oh, by the way, committing suicide yeah. than they did by getting... And getting shot, shot by the enemy. Yeah. Now, during the Fort Hood in- incident, when Vanessa Guillen Vanessa. was murdered, can we can we talk about all, the- Yes, ma'am. They found all those other bodies. There were more dead bodies at Fort Hood den- during Lieutenant General White's command than he had dead soldiers during Operation Inherent Resolve in the Middle East. Now. That draws concern to his ability to command. If you have more people dying on American soil than you do in the Middle East, mm-hmm. why aren't you refocusing your attention? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Vanessa, Vanessa was 17 or 18? No, 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 no. 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 She was, she, she was, I Vanessa can't remember her age, but she was definitely 18. She, she was, was, she was younger. Serving. She and was in she, her twenties, I believe. Yeah. She was in her twenties. And she had talked to her mother uh, before going missing about being sexually assaulted, correct? She was harassed. harassed. She was harassed at Fort Irwin at the National Training Center. Okay. By a senior NCO. Okay. And if you look at the redacted Fort Hood report, um, they didn't redact all the names. I have it printed. And we were able to piece it together because they're real proud of their deployment. And what they did was they actually moved one of the NCOs to Tampa at one of the special forces units for him to go over there and retire so what they do just like the catholic church they just move them around yeah just, just like, like, like police officers when you shoot people and you murder people unjustly they just move you to another precinct yeah so That's they didn't workaround. address it so what happens um when sexual harassment and sexual assault is not addressed and you just move people around well then the person that said hey mm-hmm. i've been sexually harassed i've been sexually assaulted now you are targeted as an unprotected and so everybody knows it's open season on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she went, she she wasn't answering, I believe it was her sister's calls. And her sister and her fiance had driven to the base where she was at to try to look for her. And I remember, because I was reading a video, uh, watching a video on this case, they got there in the middle of the night from, I believe, Houston. They drove, it was like a three hour drive. And yeah, they turned they were, them around. They turned them around. They were said, they were like, it's late. Let's talk about this another time when her sister was actively missing. And then the, the there was a, a young man who was a, a little higher ranking than hers who was seen carrying a container uh, out to his car. And then Actually, they a, were the, they were the same rank. That's, oh, and the same that's rank. what, and that's what is the misstep in that story because. Mm. She says a sergeant was sexually harassing her. Okay. Aaron Robinson was an E4. Okay. Vanessa Guillen was an E4. Uh, upon her death, she was promoted. Okay. A specialist will never call another specialist an E4. 
That's that's a fact. Okay. Okay. Like ever, ever. So that's what anybody that knows about the military will know that like I'm never like like I am I love the military. I will never call myself a veteran because I never put on a uniform. I'm a military brat. Um, my dad served. I'm a mother of a veteran. Um, and I served in, in a capacity as civilian protecting service members. But yeah, that that story is horrific. Yeah. And if you listen to to Chris Swecker, the guy from the FBI that led the Fort Hood investigation, he said that the problems at Fort Hood predated Vanessa Guillen. Mm-hmm. It completely predated Vanessa Guillen. And it started back in 2012, 2014. Hmm when they had uh, somebody in uniform acting as a victim advocate who was actually pimping out his victims. Oh, my God. And General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, was the three core commander then, and they didn't properly process Sergeant First Class Gregory McQueen's court-martial paperwork. So then he was able to become a foster parent and opened up a juvenile... A home for juvenile teenage girls that had problems. Oh my god! In that, that so is that is that, that actually happens trafficking? a lot? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard I can, stories I can like that send you the times. news articles on that. Yeah, um, you had mentioned that there was a lot of sex trafficking happening in the military. Um, can we talk about that uh, or what kind of cases that you've come across? I mean, I imagine that case you just mentioned that you could technically file that under sex trafficking. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually, go ahead, Lindsay. Yeah, there, there's some there's some things I guess under investigation, but um, but I guess like if we're gonna just tie back into maybe like the reason I I was fired, so I was fired because um, I, I sent a letter to the USASOC, the Special Operations Command Commanding General, that I felt Delta Force was covering up rape, right? And when that when that occurred, a lot of other things were occurring on Fort Bragg at that time. So we were having like Delta Force service members being arrested for like drug trafficking and other kinds of things. Drug trafficking is something that very closely follows human trafficking because it's easier to traffic humans than it is to traffic drugs because you can traffic humans multiple times where drugs you can just traffic one time. So if you kind mm. of just if you just Google like Special Forces New York Times, you'll find you know articles about like Seventh Group who are you know. Who, who were folks in seventh group who were arrested for trafficking drugs when they were in Colombia up through the United States through the I-95 corridor, which is, you know, I-95 runs, you know, north, you know, from up and down the East Coast. Um, and so you've got kind of all of these other things, too. And then there's this other guy, if you, if you Google, you know, Seth Harp of the Rolling Stones or follow him on Twitter, he does all kinds of articles talking or all kinds of tweets and things talking about these things, too. So what we've got is a lot of um, unusual deaths, right, in, in Fort Bragg, mm. and unusual deaths of of operators, of special forces folks, and then and then you know you know one in particular, he had actually killed one of his friends earlier in the year, and the the no one local law enforcement in the military didn't investigate it because they're like it was it was quote unquote self defense, but then later on in the next year or so, he turned up dead in his you know, basically in his boxer shorts in the back of his pickup truck on a training mm. area in Fort Bragg. So, ah. you know, that's that's really just believed to be as a result of, you know, some maybe some turf disputes with the, the folks that they're trafficking 
drugs with. And, and just to sh- share the wealth, in, you know, Camp Pendleton had the same issue too. They mm-hmm. had a bunch of Marines that were trafficking people. And apparently where Camp Pendleton sits there, you can miss a lot of the um, the blockades for can Homeland I ask, Security. This is kind of a, maybe a little basic dumb question, but how do you traffic somebody while you're in the military? Where do you get them? Where do you, well, you, you just go? Them? Do you know, like if you have a uniform and a, and a military ID and you go through a border check, like you're gold, man. Well, so you so can, it doesn't matter who's in your car. Yeah, he's well, from yeah, the trunk. Yeah, yeah. And the people that are being trafficked. I mean, they're Americans, right? So they're not. They're they're you local. Yeah. They're, they're people local here to our community. So, like for example, so like Delta Force, for example, is like a prestigious organization, right? And people want to be in Delta Force. So like people are like fangirling over these people. So mm. I had I had one client, for example. So like she was. Uh, she reported that she was sexually assaulted and that person ended up turned out to be in Delta Force and she didn't know it at the time. But she was at, at a bar and they were doing a charity event and they were raising money for a quote unquote for the fallen. Right. And so she was and she was like, oh, this is great. You know, oh, and, you, and she gets to talking to them. Oh, that person she was talking to was from, the, you know, Arizona, the same state she was from. And then they were like, oh, hey, we're going to go to, you know, the warehouse afterwards. And so, like, she's thinking that the warehouse is like the name of another restaurant or another bar and they're just going to that location. But it's actually mm. a, it's an actual warehouse in Fayetteville. So mm. th- the interesting part here is that, you know, at this like junkyard, um, you're not supposed to be throwing parties. You're not supposed to be serving alcohol. And the Fayetteville Police Department had already cited this group for, for as much. Right. That like, hey, you can't be doing that. They cited them. Let's. um it's like her assault occurred in what was it September 2016 so in May 2016 they had already cited them 2016 she was sexually assaulted um then but then come October they're still throwing parties there they're cited then again so now the military is aware right so you, and this is where it gets really dicey right because like so first of all the rape could have been prevented because the military was aware that Delta Force was operating parties here and that they weren't supposed to right so then what happens the sexual assault occurs then what happens sure. next they built this guy is arrested right for sexual assault and so, so he's arrested and charged by local law enforcement he's arrested and charged by Fayetteville police the trial was U.S. v. Vallejo, and Vallejo is tried by, you know, or I'm sorry, charged in Fayetteville. And even though he's charged, he's still throwing parties there a month later. So he gets bailed out and is continuing to throw these parties. And so these mm. are some of the things that I'm asking, you know, the USAC commanding general, like, why is this okay? Why are you allowing these parties to continue? Why are you, you like, like, you clearly know there's something going on. And so, like, when right. we're talking about you know, people being potentially being trafficked. Well, this this is the environment that creates that, right? Because at that warehouse, so like in this case, the client, um, you know, she, when she got to the warehouse, she immediately was like, oh, hell no, get me the hell out of here and immediately ordered an Uber to leave, right? But some folks mm. are not necessarily ordering an Uber immediately to leave, right? They are yeah. like, oh, like these are cool Delta Force kids. Let's go party, right? And so mm. they're fangirling, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's fine. Fangirl, girl, live your best They're obviously life, throwing these but- parties because they're taking advantage of that. Right, right, and right, and, and well, you it, tell it happens that, all no. over the place, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. They're relying on that um, naive <sighs> fandom. Well, and they're and they're hiding behind the honor of the uniform, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, and and I have great love and respect for the military, and there's a lot of good, very honorable people that serve in our military, and you know, and it, and it does do a lot of great things, but we have some serious bad apples that are spoiling lying the bunch. 
and covering up. And what the problem is, is that they all have dirt on each other. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so like one of my board members, General Shadley, I mean, he, you know, 1996, he he busted wide open the Aberdeen Proving Ground sex scandal, right? And the reason why he was able to keep all of his stars, even though they started retaliating against him, is because he had dirt on the IG. Right. Oh, my God. So it's whoever has the most dirt is has the most power. Right. And, the, and then you know? the ranking. And so, like, General Miyoko Shanley, you know, she is one of the class of 80-something West Pointers that is one of the most powerful groups like she you know graduated with pompeo and like this whole group of people right like Mm -hmm. so she's in she's in that niche right and it just depends on who your people are and who's gonna like double down for you Mm -hmm. and there's like zero transparency and you know what what bothers me is you have young men and women that are joining the military because they believe in our country, they want to serve, they want a better life for their country, for themselves, for their families, and they're being harassed, assaulted, they're not getting services, and they volunteered for something, and their best way out is to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, that's why I started my nonprofit is because the day after my Associated Press article came out, I was flooded with messages mm. on social media from moms of soldiers that had committed suicide. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know? Yeah. Lindsay talked about the Sexual Assault Review Board, which is like an oversight thing. Like these commanders are not doing their job. It's complete dereliction of ju- duty mm-hmm. if they're not obstructing justice, which yeah. are both ucmj offenses right they need to be charged period so so us the listeners um you talked about sharing sharing uh if you have any um stories about being sexually harassed in the military uh uh and hashtagging it red white and bruised um uh and then calling the legislation legislators which the list you said is on what uh red right white and bruised.org yes Um, yes does that so calling calling works i never know if calling works, like I, I'm like, I mean, I'll do, I'll leave the voicemail for sure. But like, how, how do we know that it works? Like, have you seen that, that? That's a great answer. It's it's hard to know that it works. Right. Um, you know, but the squeaky wheel does get the grease, right? So we can't not do anything. For sure. And, and oh, yeah, the other yeah. thing, and the other thing we really need folks to do too, though, which is part of the, part of the reason why I would argue maybe we're not as far along as maybe we hoped we are is because, yeah. um, our, our population are folks that have experienced like military sexual trauma like they're just not healed right it's like they've been yeah. shot they're on the battlefield they're not in a position to save someone else and pull them off the battlefield so mm-hmm. like amy and i are like we're healed enough to where now we're just dragging bodies off and so sure. like it's yeah. so 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 we're asking folks that have enough you know juice or gas in their tank like to call their legislators to start raising holy hell because this is the only this is the only reason we got any kind of measure of justice for vanessa Gian. um but also, and then and as much press coverage, heal. right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, right. yeah. 
uh, because if, if they're not healed and if we're not able to build this bench, we're not going to build up enough momentum. And so, but I, I like yeah. to draw the parallel between like what we're doing and, you know, and the work that folks are doing in like the Black Lives Matter movement and the civil rights movement, right? Because, you know, Dr. King did all this great work, but yet George Floyd is still being murdered in the streets in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened when George Floyd was murdered is the country fucking flipped out and they right. got into the streets and they said, no, enough is enough. We are not doing this again. And that's what we need people to do with this right like we need to people to get animated to get upset and to be like this it ends now this ends Mm -hmm. now like we can't continue to allow our service members to be sexually assaulted and then just let the military do nothing about it right and and to just keep keep doing what they've always been and and waging psychological yeah and investing energy time money resources into into tearing that person down right they have spent more time and money hiding it covering up you know every they informed lindsay and i that they have transcribed and reviewed everything that we've ever done every talk every radio show every everything i I would love for them to take that energy and put it into helping victims yeah giving them mental health appointments right no victim should wait 90 days for a mental health appointment that is ludicrous right you know we, we need people to say this is enough. It should not take another murder of a beautiful human being for yeah. change. And you know what? Th- that They have still just just whitewashed it. It has not gone far enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems like they just don't don't give a shit, honestly. And so you have to when people don't give a shit organically that you have to force them to give a shit, which is, you know, as you said, being loud about it. And I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for all the nonsense that goes on 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 Twitter and TikTok, you know, where, you know, over the weekend where people are up in arms about uh, Steve Martin's King Tut bit because they don't understand it. Maybe they can put that same (laughs) that same energy into uh, talking about uh, sexual uh, assault in the military uh getting that going and you know a lot of journalists also listen to the show so if you guys want to contact us it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com we can certainly put you in contact with Lindsay and amy um and get that going we love causing a stir uh-huh absolutely <laughs> and we like yes, pointing, thank pointing you. fingers yeah and no. th- thank you for um the two of you are are restoring any dignity that the military has left is is you guys are carrying that yeah, that's, that want, to me is what the military should be about is, is yeah. helping people like that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to any more moms and dads that are burying their kids. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's nonsense. Yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for for lending so much of your energy to it's a really important topic. Thank you we guys really for being real it. and yeah, not yeah. So much, editing yeah. us. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But do you get do you get uh, edited a lot because you're dealing with uh, shitting on the military? Like on the news and stuff. Yeah. Oh, we, we yeah. are censored 100 percent of the time. What do they, yeah. what do they say you so. can't say? What are they like? What are the kinds of things that are said to you that are fucking? I mean, ridiculous? I mean, literally, my first boss in the military is now the director of DoD Sapro, and like he reached out to me when I was first uh, on put on a paid suspension. He was like, Amy, I always knew you were a rock star. You were like, you know, mountains ahead of us. If we could just get pa- you past the suspension, I'd li- like to hire you to put you up here, blah, blah. And he's still like scared to say anything. Like, I got mm-hmm. a two star general that knows I'm right and he still won't stand up for me. Right, right. Because they're choosing It's ridiculous. Yeah. And they're not standing up for uh, honor and justice and morality. 
Yeah, the good news is I've aged out of the military, so I can, you know, talk talk all the shit we'll I want to talk. Yeah. They're, yeah. not, they're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, we'll definitely put all the calls to action uh, in the description of this episode. Uh, and again, you know, if we could just put the same energy into uh, this as we put into freeing Britney, which mm-hmm. was important, yeah. uh, but we right. want yeah. yeah. to yeah. do this too for people who uh, aren't famous and, you know, didn't sing us through our teen years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank, Thank you. you. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary, created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Don't sing along, just listen to my words. Just kick back, enjoy yourself while I paint you a view. A taste of what this life is like on Ocean Avenue. And if I could change you, I think I would. And if I could blame you, don't think I could. If I could erase you, I think I'd try So I'll just replace you another guy And if I could change you, I think I would And if I could blame you, don't think I could If I could erase you, I don't think I could So I'll just replace you Another What you wanna hear But I